0: We'll say thank you to Eckerts for helping to lead us in the lighting of the Advent Candle. Good job, team. Here we go, team Eckert. Hear the word of the Lord from John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Amen. During this Advent season, we are focusing on how God, through Jesus, came into our world and still comes into our world from another world. And one of the ways that we can describe this other world is that it is the world of heaven, that God comes from the world of heaven into the world of earth. Now, when we t- tend to think of heaven, we think of some place up there, right? Up in the sky, Jesus ascended into heaven and disappeared into the clouds and that kind of a thing. But heaven's not up there in a geographical or a, a a part of space in the space-time continuum as we understand it. Heaven is another dimension altogether. It is, and I think the best way to describe heaven is that heaven is the space or the dimension where God reigns supremely and where God's presence in God's glory is at 100%. So in the realm of heaven, uh, God's presence and glory are maxed out. And where God fully dwells, there is no sin and there is no pain and there is no injustice. When God and His glory and holiness are uh, 100%, there is no room for sin and evil and darkness or pain, or brokenness, or suffering. All of that will be driven out. They cannot coexist with the fullness of God's presence. Last week, uh, myself and about 20 of you, uh, those of you who were here, um, we talked about Jesus who is coming someday. That the word Advent means coming, and part of that means that we anticipated Jesus who will come. This week, we're going to go the other direction, and we're going to focus a little bit on this Word of God that existed from the beginning that we now know as Jesus, who was there and was a part of making creation happen. Jesus being there at the end, Jesus is there at the beginning, and when we understand Christ in that way, then what that does is that fills up with meaning Christ's time on earth. Those 30 or so years that Jesus was here on earth has all the more meaning when you understand the middle of the story in the context of not only the end, but also the very beginning. It is through Jesus that God created the world Through Jesus, God brings salvation to the world. The word Advent, as I said, means coming. God is coming to us from the world of heaven into our world. And this has been happening ever since the beginning. In Genesis, it was through God's voice, God's word that he came to us And even created this world. Genesis 1, 1, the very first chapter of the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, it's the first verb in the Bible, God said, let there be. Be light. And there was light. These are the very first words in our scriptures, the story of creation. And the gospel writer John takes that and echoes that same story. In Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning. In John chapter 1, it also says, In the beginning. In Genesis 1, the first thing God does is he speaks his word. In John 1, God is God the word. In Genesis 1, God says, let there be light. And in John 1, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness does not overcome it. John is using Genesis 1 to give a fuller understanding of what's happening in creation. Now that we understand who Jesus is, we can look back upon that and see how Jesus has been there all along. He doesn't just come on the scene, in the middle of the story, he's actually been there this whole time. There's a lot of theology we could get into that, but I'm just going to leave it at there for now. The Word is becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Meaning that this God who has been there this whole time is putting on skin Becoming in human form and living among us. Being here with us. In other words, the one who is the creator, who is creating it all, has assumed the form of the creation. Other scriptures testify to this. Colossians 1.16 For by Jesus all things were made, created in heaven and on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Or check out Hebrews chapter one, verse two. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom Also, He created the world. The capital W Word, whom later became flesh, created the world. And this Word, capital W Word, has power. Often, as people created in the image of God, part of what that means is that we have the power to speak words. And the words that we speak can have power power to heal or power to destroy but often our words have lost their power our words have become cheap if you will but not so when God speaks when God speaks he speaks with the full force of the power of the word when the word speaks things happen We see this in Jesus when He's going about in His ministry. And as He is preaching and teaching, He encounters persons who are possessed by demons. And these demons look and they recognize the glory of God. They recognize the presence of God and the presence of heaven on earth when Jesus is among them. And while other people may not recognize who Jesus is, the demons do and they say, what do you have to do with this, Jesus? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus, according to the power of the Word, says to them, Come out, and the demons have to obey. They come out. Jesus is on the lake, and by the power of his word, the storm is tossing the boat around. He says, Be still, and the wind and the waves obey the word of Christ. Or when he visits Lazarus's tomb, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. By the power of his word, Lazarus is raised up and comes out alive. There is power in the capital W-O-R-D. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And we see this word being put on display in Jesus. He speaks and everything must obey because all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto Him. Now all this is nice and good to know that God through Jesus has the power to speak God's Word and that that's not just cheap talk. But when God speaks, He does things. He moves things. He changes things. He heals things. But it's not enough at the end of the day to know that this is simply what God does. At the end of the day, you and I need to hear Jesus speak to us. We need to hear the Word of God come to each of us. It's not enough for Him to come into this world. You need to know Him in your world to invade your life. You and I need to hear His voice. His voice that speaks to us. Most often not in an audible kind of a voice, that kind of talk is everywhere, but in a deeper voice, perhaps even a more real voice, often through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God. How do we hear this word How do you and I get to a place in our lives where we can actually hear Jesus speaking to us? I love this story in the Old Testament about the prophet Elijah. And Elijah is a prophet who has some brave moments, but he also has some moments where he's afraid and he's running for his life. And after a season of running away for his his life because his life is being threatened, he comes to this place and it says that the word of God comes to Elijah and says that the Lord has, a, has something he wants to say to you, Elijah, so you need to go meet him on the mountain. So Elijah goes up on the mountain and he goes into a cave so that if God shows up, he can survive the glory and the presence of God. And it says that God does show up and there's this great wind and the wind blows, but God is not in the wind. Elijah doesn't really hear anything from God. And then after the wind dies down, there's this earthquake and the ground is shaking. Surely this is the voice of God, but Elijah doesn't hear the voice of God in the earthquake. And then comes a great fire. The glory of God on display in a fire, but Elijah still doesn't hear in the fire. And then finally, in the quiet, Elijah hears a still Small whisper. And he puts on his cloak and he goes out to the edge of the cave to meet God and to hear His Word. Sometimes in the busyness and craziness of the world, of all that's going on, all the loud noise, it's hard to hear God. And even if God is speaking, it may be difficult to hear because of so much else that is going on and so to get to a place where you can hear God speak to you you have to humble yourself you have to wait on the Lord you have to get to a place where you're still for long enough that God will come close to you and speak to you the irony is that in this season of Christmas we tend to ramp things up We have more things to do. We have trips to take, family to come in, gifts to buy, trees to put up, lights to put out, all of the above. And sometimes the very things that were meant to make this season something special are the things that actually keep us from getting to the place where we actually can experience God. Don't let the things of Christmas keep you from experiencing the one that Christmas is all about. We must get to a place where we can hear. One of my favorite Christmas movies is the movie Polar Express. Raise your hand if you've seen Polar Express. That's a lot of us. If you haven't seen Polar Express, it's been out for several years. I invite you to go and buy it and check it out or rent it. And in the movie Polar Express, a boy boards a late night train that is on its way to the North Pole on Christmas Eve. But this particular boy is struggling with his belief in the North Pole itself and his belief in Santa Claus. And so because of his unbelief, even once he gets to the North Pole, he sees the elves. There's other children there that are on the train with him, but he cannot see Santa. And he cannot hear the ringing of the bells that are lined along the reindeer as they are getting ready to take off for the night. The other children can hear, the elves can hear, but this young boy realizes that someone else is hearing things that he doesn't have the capacity to hear. Let's take a look at the video. So he begins to realize there are other people that, that perceive things that he doesn't perceive. Is it possible that God is trying to speak to us and we aren't hearing him? That for some reason we, as Jesus would say, don't have the ears to hear? This boy begins to realize this and this is really kind of the, the climactic point where all of his doubts are coming to fruition and he comes to this kind of this climactic Point here in just a couple of minutes later on in the uh, script of the movie. Let's take a look at it. I believe. I believe. I have to see the rest of the movie. But right after this, Santa Claus comes up to him and he ends up receiving the very first gift of Christmas that year. It's a great ending to the movie. But it brings about this question for us is, have we heard the Word of God speak to us? Do we have ears to hear? Are we in a position to where, if God were speaking to us, would we even recognize Him? I hope and pray that you get to a place where you can hear God speak to you, where you know that God made you, God loves you, God wants to speak his word to you, and you can posture yourself. It's the posture of worship. It's the posture of faith. It's the posture of belief. And when you begin that journey or resume that journey in your life, then you are putting yourself in a position to hear his voice. It may take time. It may take a journey of your own. It may take repenting. It may take a lot of humbling yourself and saying, God, I've just been busy about many things and I haven't slowed down to listen to your voice. I've been so consumed with what I want and with what I think is important in my life that I haven't really even thought about the fact that you care, and that you want something to do with my life. What do you got to do to put yourself in that position? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is speaking. May the Lord grant us eyes to see and ears to hear. Let us pray. Word of God, word that became flesh, come and speak to us. Open up our ears, humble our hearts. As you speak to us from the world of heaven into our world, show us your glory. Lord, we make our confession today. We confess that we have gotten distracted. We confess that we have indulged ourselves. We confess that our faith has waned. We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. Oh God, would you free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.